0: You're listening to
1: Paint the Town Podcast, with your hosts,
2: LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Shen of... How
1: you doing, bro?
0: I'm good, man. Um, dude, we're closing in on 200 now. Almost there, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Should I start yeah. doing the countdown now? I just want to let people know which episode it is. Yeah, no, I think now. it's good.
0: I, I like the, I like starting with that. Um, you know what's
1: cool, man? Uh, Rogan officially moved over to Texas today, actually, man. And, uh, I, you know, I'm wearing his uh, the Rogan t-shirt to uh, kind of, like, honor that, man. It's a real interesting time for podcasts because I was over at uh, Vegas this weekend, and I was just you know, I'm I'm there to like hang out and like uh, DJ a party and stuff like that, and everybody's talking to me about my podcast, man, instead of my music, man. I feel like what the fuck, you know? What I mean, but uh, this is <laughs> coming up, man. So uh, you know, it's just on Spotify now. We've been on Spotify for like three years, bro, right? So <clears throat> or two and a half years. Yeah. So
0: welcome, welcome to Spotify, Joe. Nice to have you. Um.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Today. I kind of just want to jump into it because um I feel like we're like breaking ground nowadays, man. We're like breaking artists. In the last episode we had Marshall, uh, which was so cool to have a German artist, right? And uh, dude, I know, can't wait to go over to Hamburg and hang out with that dude. Ooh, yeah and party. Man. Dude, and today, right here, we have uh I want to introduce our guest today. Um Lucky okay. Al- Lucky Alexander, man. And um basically I think you'll n- you'll know him because on the hollywood boulevard we've recently seen a mural basically right on the, the
0: actual street. yeah
1: on the street not it's not, the, yeah, yeah. not
0: like on the walls along the street but on the actual street on the pavement
1: exactly and then i feel like there's so many times um that you know these things pop up and then you know the image goes viral right and then uh, you know everybody's like, "Yay, we're celebrating such an important moment," you know. And then uh, you know who gets forget forgot about the fucking artist who paints it a lot of times, right? You know, you know what I mean. So I was just right, right? Oh to yeah, you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I was just like, you know what? We need to find out who did this mural and uh, showcase them on LA Street Art Gallery first of all, and then second of all, we need to uh, you know have them on basically. So I'm gonna. Doorbell. Let him in. Go ahead. Awesome.
0: Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Dance,
1: dance
0: to the song they're
1: playing on the radio. Welcome, Lucky. How you doing?
2: hello Hello, how are you you?
1: good we can hear you but we can't see you right now um is that on purpose or we just want to make sure actually
0: we can see invisible men i think that's that's funny that you can actually see invisible men it's right i'm (laughs) invisible (laughs) you know what you're not supposed to be able to see invisible men but i I see invisible men i think
1: one thing i'm not that old
0: i mean come on jeez
1: a lot of times we have some guests that come on that uh, are more in the graffiti area or in the street art area. So they choose not to uh, show, show their, their face, face, you yeah. know. So this morning we actually had a, a guest. There he is. Areas. We had a guest from Hamburg. So, um, you know, it's so awesome to meet you, man. I was just introducing uh, uh, just kind of like a little bit about you. I was saying that, you know, a lot of times we see this. Uh, there's a, we live in crazy times and, uh, you know, we see some images of hope come up. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we've, been, we've seen your floor mural pop up and then it goes viral everybody's like let's celebrate this wonderful uh, uh momentous moment <clears throat> through this image and through this floor mural and at the end we have no idea who does the mural man <laughs> you know so uh or who's responsible for it so we wanted <laughs> so we wanted to basically uh you know invite you onto the show and uh kind of give you a platform to of discuss anything that you wanted but also to welcome you to our little community la street art uh, gallery man this is my co-host teacher uh, i think it's this way and uh, i'm james for the audience man i'm the founder of la street art gallery yeah. i'm a dj i'm a music producer and uh, basically that's the show man we talk about street art and uh, djing a little bit and traveling you know and all that kind of underground culture stuff man so welcome so much to the show lucky
2: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But um, give me a second because I feel like I'm left out. I'm going to put some headphones on too. <laughs>
1: okay, what? Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Cool. <laughs>
1: For us, we just have these complicated mics and, uh, you know, at first... Oh, Are we recording?
0: Are we recording now? We Who's... are
1: recording. We are recording. Okay. Well, we're not live. So uh, anything that you want to say, just feel ahead. free
0: feel free you want to get angry about anything anything you want to say uh, just and let yourself go and if it, at the end right you think back and you're like you know what I don't know about that one thing you know <laughs> we can make it my we yeah he he can make it uh seamless with the with the editing you know I'm, that's I'm not the too. editor here
1: that's
2: happened before okay. too
1: you know some people get passionate they're like you know what I want to think I'm gonna leave that part private man so uh you know right <laughs> no I get it <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, oh yeah,
1: we hear you, great man. Um, uh, loud and clear, dude. So uh, thank you so much again for coming on the show, man.
2: Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. Um, I, I definitely appreciate um all the love that I've gotten from from the mural itself and the message that it's it's getting across. That's the important part is making sure that message gets out. So mm-hmm. I definitely um, appreciate y'all having me, and definitely appreciate um, that you all see the message that we were trying to convey of inclusivity of all black lives and um, the different intersections that uh, it encompasses. So not just the, not just the black community, not just the LGBT community, but the trans community and the non-binary community are represented there. Dude,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people, they get, Hold on just a second. I Go heard ahead. a term that I would like to have clarified a little bit. Um, I'm Hopefully
0: <laughs> some of our listeners are, don't know as well as myself did you say uh binary and what is uh... non-binary
2: so we have gender non-binary folks who either um either fall in the um in in the category where they encompass both or neither so it's it's literally exactly what it says so non-binary meaning that they don't fall within the male or female um they either fall in both or neither Oh wow. okay. or maybe even a whole nother gender altogether so it, it just kind of depends on how people identify it's a self-identifier
0: well, if there's anywhere to be some be something like that, this is definitely the country, right?
2: Absolutely. And you know what? It actually it gives a lot of freedom to those folks to really show up as who they are um, without being constricted by these boxes. And so um, that's one definitely thing. The one thing that I definitely um, appreciate about our non-binary siblings is that um, they do have that freedom and they are able to kind of navigate in those spaces and not necessarily have the same rules that binary folks do have.
1: I think that's a really well eloquent way to put it, man. What I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to pull up the mural that I'm talking about for our YouTube audience. Normally this audio, this show is basically um, most of our listeners, I would say, listen to it, but you know, sometimes we have a, a, our, our guys also want to look at our faces, you know, Um, and today might be a special case. So this is the, a cool, the, the mural I'm talking about, right? Lucky. Right. So this
2: one, yeah, this one actually is the, the initial one. I designed both um, iterations of the mural. And so the one that is now permanent oh. is the one that was on my, uh, my Instagram.
1: Oh yes. Right here. I'm sorry. I pulled up the wrong one. Sorry about that. There you go. Oh, it's wow. Kind of hard to see the. the nice. Image. So
0: it's in the median. Right Perfect.
2: Right. It's so big that it's hard to capture the aerial image of it, obviously. Well, All right, so. There is an aerial image there. If you go back to my, the, the aerial image right there. Oh, okay. wow nice so that is the newest iteration um i did design both of those um designs and i changed it a little bit on the second round uh, because one i had a little more time to kind of really think this out and really really you know grab all of the things that i wanted and i changed very little about it but um so the all is still in trans colors the black is in the yellow that um a lot of the other standard black lives matter Murals are in, and then lives is in the non-binary colors. And then matter is in the, the trans colors. I mean, I'm sorry, it's in the um, LGBT standard colors, right? Those are all pride flags for those different demographics. And as well, I laid it on a black background to uplift our ancestors and those that came before us that started this work. And so I wanted to make sure that we included everyone and that we made sure that everyone was represented.
1: I love that, awesome. yeah, there's so much thought put into each color and location man because um
0: you know sometimes inclusivity i love it
1: sometimes we have artists explain and a lot of times um you know it's a feeling right so i mean i love it when there's some like a lot of like deep thought put into it now actually when i saw the last time i saw this um this mural it actually said like all trans lives all trans black lives matter i think right or was uh, um maybe maybe i'm confused but
2: but it's cool. yeah, it's not this one. Now, um, Black Trans Lives Matter is in um, the Compton District in San, uh, San Francisco.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So there,
2: awesome. there is one in existence. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one thing
1: I want to share, especially here at an L.A. Strayer Gallery, man, we focus a lot on the local L.A. Uh, scene too, but obviously L.A. is a, you know, global scene just for itself, for the name of its city, right, you know? So, you know what, today, I'm so happy to have you come on because I think, you know, one of the things uh, that we always want to do on this show is better uh, educate ourselves and talk to more people to help better understand how people are, you know. And I I know, especially for this uh, particular topic at hand, man, um, you know, I'm a novice, man. You know, I I have like no idea how to, like, deal with this, uh, these issues sometimes. So I would like to understand a little bit more so I can be more sensitive a lot of times. Cause, um, you know, my, my entire life, man, I, I don't really cross by too many, um, uh, trans people, you know, and I live in uh, Orange County. Like I grew up in a heavy Latino uh, area too. So, I mean, like I have, I have a few black friends, man, but you know, but even being in a minority myself, man, it, it you know we're very segregated here in Los Angeles a lot of times you know every single neighborhood is like a like borough man so um, well, on top of that i'm i'm from florida i'm from uh, the redneck riviera
0: the redneck riviera of
1: florida okay up in
0: the panhandle lower alabama some people call it yeah no it is dude trust me go there <laughs> or don't <laughs> don't so one go of the there places- man.
1: We love diversity um, on this show, man. You, you, you know, that that's the main thing. And I think that's the cool thing, being born and bred. I, I'm born in West Covina, uh, a San, San Gabriel Valley area, basically. So that's one little enclave of L.A., man. And what I love about L.A. is diversity, man. If I want to drive over and get some bomb-ass Mexican food, <clears throat> I know that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know, I, I know where to go. If I want to get some, like, Ethiopian food, man, you know I mean? There, there's some dope-ass Ethiopian food. Like in little Ethiopia too, man. So I want to, you know, a right. little bit more about your story, man, and like uh, where you came from, and
2: what's your background, man? Where you where well, were you born? I am, I'm I'm actually an army brat, so I was born here in L.A., but um, my first my first school experience was in Germany. My dad was military, right? So yes, absolutely. Military
0: base, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, one of the biggest uh, bordello, uh, or you know.
2: Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, I spent most of my life um, as an Army brat, and so we moved every three years, and um, we got to understand different types of people and different different um, scopes of life, right? And so, you know, going through all of that and coming up um, born female, so I am a trans man. And so um, I was born female, so a lot of that kind of paints the lens in which I lived through life. And so going through um, as much as I went through in a military family as a trans person that couldn't tell that secret right or couldn't even come out and say hey I like girls or hey I like these folks or hey I like those folks Um, it was interesting and then you know I started at 19 in uh, job corps I went to job corps in Utah and so um, in Utah I was able to kind of reinvent who I was and kind of stand in my truth and so that was like the first time that I got to stand in my truth as me and I won prom king in Jaipur, and so. Um, Around what year was this? Just curious. Uh, <laughs> this was 2000. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, like you, you know, a lot of times, you know, teach always says, "Man, well, he can never tell." Everybody comes on the show is so young, man. You know, <laughs> well, and I'm so well, actually, look so I'm, fucking
0: I, old as the you know the the white guy, which I'm I'm actually part <laughs> Latin, you know what I mean? So, but I still look older than and, I really am. I look and like and I'm I, 55 or 60. I'm only fucking 51.
1: And I always tell them that, uh, you know, for, for Asians, we can speak, man. Asian don't raisin, do, you you know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, so, okay, so this is in 2000,
2: go ahead. Yeah, so in 2000, I was 19 and I went to Job Corps and um, I was just like, you know, I, I, this was a place that one, my parents weren't in and nobody that I knew was there and I could reinvent and really stand in my truth. And so there, um, I was part of the SJ. I won prom king And because I won prom king, they didn't like that too much. Well, a lot of the guys didn't. And so I was beaten with a pipe and they changed the rules after me. They were like, no more, um, like you have to be born biologically male right after that, because like I I sustained a concussion right after that. Um, but I was, I was part of the, um, the SGA, which is the student government association there and I was part of the executive uh, group and I was also one of the leaders of the LGBT crew. And so, um, you know, okay. we got a lot of, go ahead, we, go ahead.
1: I want to I basically get a little bit deeper because first of all, um, I've heard of Job Corps before. I'm not a hundred percent sure what Job Corps is. So I'm sure a lot of our audience is probably a little bit confused too. Could you kind of explain that? Because, because um, uh,
2: you know, I'm hearing Jobs and I'm hearing Prom King, normally
1: I associate right. with well, you know, <laughs> right. so yeah. the
2: So the Utah, center of uh, Job Corps was one of the largest Texas is the the first largest and then Utah comes second and so Job Corps is literally like a it's like a, a mashup between high school um job readiness and college you live in dorms um a lot of the the students there are mandated by court but then there you have those like me that have an option and it just seemed like you know free education they send you off with a check after you complete the program um, I picked up a level two cert for computer engineering and okay. I picked up a welding cert. Um, so like He's literally cool things
0: to do, right.
2: <laughs>
0: solid trades, man. Yeah. Right. So I, I, like,
1: I, I hear that's, what's wrong with this country. Now that people don't actually learn things like solid things to do, you know, you know, like right, welding right. And, and programming, man. So
2: <laughs> I, th- I
1: think you got some uh, skills underneath your belt, man, you, you, you know, um <clears throat> okay so right. next thing um we kind of went into uh like i said you won prom king man that's fucking amazing mm-hmm. man and now <clears throat> okay it, i'm just curious and i'm very i, I want to be able to uh speak pol- uh, correctly and non-offensively in the future so um i guess you know when you're when you were uh growing up man did you always like know you were a trans or was there like a certain age that Um, You know, a lot of uh, LGBT people they come out, right? You know, they discover kind of that. So um, educate me a little bit about, like, you know, your story a little bit.
2: So for me, um, I was eight, and I was playing on the schoolyard. And like I said, um, I have I have like military background. So I was one of six. I'm the first of six siblings, and um, you know, I didn't know that I wasn't biologically male, right? And so I was on the schoolyard and I was like, Hey, I want to play. And the boys were like, nah, you can't play cause you're a girl. And I was like, that's rude. And so, um, <laughs> so, you know, I went home I told my mom, I was like, mom, you know, these kids said I couldn't play cause I was a girl. I was like, Oh my God. She was like, well, you know, you, uh, you kind of are a girl. And so <laughs> okay, you, you know, know. At, <laughs> at that point, like my whole world was kind of flipped upside down. And so I went through a lot of depression through, um, through like, eight to like that early part of puberty where you start to like develop and things start to happen. And, you know, sure. like as a trans guy that's menstruating, I just like, I, I don't want to do this. This is not what my life is about. Uh, and so from there um, is where I fast forwarded <clears throat> to. Wow. for
1: that's so interesting no i mean and you're you said you're the oldest right i'm the oldest too so um uh but i only have yeah yeah, i have less siblings obviously you know i mean but the thing is like it's very interesting to me as an older oldest person in your family i feel like your younger sibling can always like look at you and be like oh i don't want to do that because i'm gonna get punished (laughs) you you know what i mean while the older person a lot of times like we're kind of just figuring out life like swinging blindly i, f- I feel like you know <clears throat> we're like right. all right i got what my parents telling me i'm not 100 percent sure what my parents know exactly what the fuck they're talking about my parents were immigrants you, you know what i mean so <clears throat> um a lot of times like uh like i said it just like you know finding myself i totally understand like uh uh, at a young age man and the other people are kind of telling you what you are and what you aren't are you, you know what i mean so so that's right. really interesting to me man you
0: gotta be pretty damn intellectual at a young age to figure it out like that though i mean that's yeah
2: uh, well it was, it's it's kind of like you know for me um you know i didn't i didn't get to transition till i was 20 um and that was because there was nothing there was no reflectiveness there was no there was nobody that looked like me that was either in the media or online you know i did all the research for a long time Uh, for about 10 years i i didn't transition because there wasn't anybody that looked like me right and Mm -hmm. so from there um it was interesting because once i did find somebody that looked like me and i could identify and be like okay I see myself in you and and I have a reflection to look at. That's when I started to transition, but I socially transitioned for about 10 years where I just walked in my gender, you know, and just kind of gave it a shot. Right. And I knew who I was. I knew that I wasn't like everybody else. I knew that I wasn't like um, a lot of the studs that I would associate with, you know, the, the masculine lesbian um, women. And, you know, I spent a good time with them. I was part of a motorcycle club. I, you know that was around studs and and um I had all of the things but once I started to really realize that those folks didn't see themselves the way that I saw me I was like maybe maybe this is not where I'm supposed to be right and it wasn't yeah. until 2010 when I met my first uh, black trans man and I was like yo we do this I- I'm on it I'm, I'm I'm good I'm good right and so after that you know it was kind of like up from there and I started my advocacy work and you know, then here we are. Fast forward to the mural, like, mind blown. Yeah, no, I mean- Well, you also
0: do, I saw on your feed, um, uh, you do some kind of uh, they, seminars or, or uh, you're saying advocacy groups or something like that. Could mm-hmm. you talk about that for right. a second?
2: So Invisible Men is my organization, that, so the same Invisible Men that you all saw earlier, um, is my organization. <laughs> <laughs> and we do um, support and linkage to resources around trans men in particular. Because um, for trans men, we're often left out of a lot of conversations. We're often left out of a lot of spaces where resources are necessary. So um, I said, well, those resources that we need are not there. So especially, I'll give you an example, because sometimes it's hard to explain. Um, now, I, if I were to walk down the street, you would never know that I was trans unless we had that conversation.
1: Not at all. Right?
2: And so, like, the facial hair, the, the build, everything uh, comes with testosterone. But imagine someone looking like me, and I know some of your, your, your listeners can't, can't see me, but, you know, as a –
0: I can visualize a you as, as a woman, though. I'm, as an artist, I can, I can totally visualize you know, <laughs> taking away all the, all the facial hair and maybe slimming you down a little bit. But I can visualize that, yeah.
2: Right. And the funny part is I've, I've never – I've always looked like this minus facial hair. So I've always been very masculine. I've always been very big. Like I'm 5'11", um, I'm about a good 220. So I'm a pretty oh, stocky man. guy walking down the street. Yeah, right? strong. So pretty good and stocky. And so um, I nobody you, ever. ever. Um,
1: I just want to say, like, uh, to me, I guess, and again, I, I'm only using this as a, uh, if someone were to say, it's like, hey man, like you're very convincing. Is that offensive to you? It is. Okay, and, and, I, and, it's and I, I, to yeah, okay. Quite a bit I, of the I, trans community. Sure, no, because I, I'm coming out of the place. No, because like I, I don't want to offend, but I want to come to the table learning. You, you know what I mean? And I, I don't want to know. I want to know the right word because like there is a word there. that said, "Hey, I, I could never tell." You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is is that is that offensive to you guys? Because I, I want to make sure that you know I, I'm standing in the right place again. You, you know, um, well, if if I say and, I could never tell. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I mean, like, that's the languaging that you all have. Right. So I I personally, I'm I'm not going to never knock you for that, but um, you know, they call it passing privilege. But for me, even that term, even within the trans community is problematic because like, I'm not passing for a man. I am a man. Yeah, sure. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Right. But so the term would actually be like passing.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for that. And again, like, I really appreciate like, I'm just like a very ignorant about the subject. And I would love to use the correct vocabulary so we can all communicate properly without like stepping on each other's toes. You know, like Asians, we get a lot of times, like some Asians are offended by like, when you say that you're Oriental, <clears throat> they're like, hey, don't call me a rug, you, you know, or don't call me a spice or something like, like that. You know what I mean? Right. But I, but I, Dude, I just a- keep my mouth shut a lot <laughs> these days because <laughs> man, the white guy, man. up
0: in the Redneck Riviera, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of shit was flying. And if I talked the way I talked back then, you guys would be like,
1: yeah, you know, and, and it's very interesting because it's language bad. language changes. You you know what I mean? Like as I said, Oriental used to be just a regular word to describe Asian people. You know, And nowadays we can't use that word anymore because media has kind of labeled it that a hey, people are using this for uh you know, kind of like racist feelings intentions. You know what I mean? So right. I just want to get the audience on board with you know so we're all using the same verbiage. But anyways, I'm I'm sorry. So let's continue. I mean. Um Invisible Men, a little bit about that more. And I also saw that you got
2: married. Congratulations. I would love to Thank know a little you. bit
1: more about that as well.
2: Absolutely. So Invisible Men, um, we, we do linkage to resources. So you have trans men like me that that for for all intents and purposes weren't passing. Um and could you imagine me going to the OBGYN asking for service? It'd be tough.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's it's a little tough, yeah.
2: Wow, right. yeah. So, so that's where that's where the necessity for trans men specific resources and trans masculine specific resources come into play. Mm. And so, um, that's, that's not the only, it's not the only resources that we we need to have. So around even HIV. Um, so I'm, I'm personally HIV negative and there are so many trans men that are out there that are HIV negative, but here's the thing. There have been, um, research studies, re- research studies that have, found out that 90% of trans men identify outside of being straight. So whether they're pansexual, whether they're bisexual, whether they're asexual, whatever that looks like, they out- identify outside of being straight. So that puts us even further on, on this spectrum um, of folks that need to be looked at around HIV. But because the medical facilities and a lot of the researchers are looking at us and pegging us with um, the same sexual behaviors as lesbians, which put them at a at a lower risk, right? So they're they're saying that trans men have the same risk as lesbians because they're assuming that most trans men are with biological born women. Oh, I, I see I see what you're saying, yeah. Oh, no, good right. grief. Yeah, no, and I mean so if you have gay trans men, you have bisexual trans men and they're sleeping with all the risk factors, then we need to be in that risk factor category in order to be looked at and studied because we don't know what the risk is for us for real because nobody's studying that right this is and so- also <laughs> I, 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 you, no
1: you, to be honest man i just went
2: like, yeah right you know, this is-
1: <clears throat> because you, you know because uh you know i, I feel like people just I, including myself till this moment man i literally sometimes i'm just like what's all the arguing about sometimes like as a uh a person who's I, uh, you know born man and I was lucky enough to not have to ha- face any psychological issues of my ge- own gender you know what I mean a lot of times there are a lot of things that you have to deal with in the science community that you have to study different groups basically right. and every whether you're Asian whether you're white whether you're black and different uh, lifestyle preferences because of your quote-unquote gender um it, it changes certain factors man and um, dude, you, you literally just made me get it, <laughs> get it, bro. You, you know, in terms of like <laughs> the, the, the study stuff, man. So thank you for that, man. Um, yeah. and like I said, I, and just the fact that you said that some, um, a lot of transgender women, maybe trans more trans transition from one side to the other. Now there's more of a focus, uh, on one certain type of transgender. And then, uh, this other group is missing out, man. And I think, um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just really interesting. T- and I'm so fortunate to, as a, as a minority, I'm like, hey man, if we want to talk about um, rare in terms of people who are mixed out of the market segment, if you're a black, <laughs> transgender, you, you know, and, and, and you're a street artist too, you, you know, you know right. what I mean? <laughs> you're you're so truly another
0: unicorn of the graffiti oh, world.
1: I got to tell, tell you, actually, I, I, I did some, I did a, when we, when we had Brittany Price on last week, uh, she's one of the uh, black female street artists. I clicked, I made the hashtag black female street artist and there are two, <laughs> basically, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. So so I was like, this is truly a unicorn, man. And uh, for us to have Lucky You on today, I, like I said, we always want to promote diversity and hear voices from all neighborhoods, man. And God damn, did you just open my mind right now. Thank you for that, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for exactly. helping
0: us to uh, learn and at the same time teach others, man. It's awesome. That's
2: absolutely, absolutely, man. absolutely. So <laughs> that's, that's what uh, what we do with Invisible Men. and We also we use that platform to be able to uplift and kind of amplify those voices of other trans men that don't get to get to be heard. Right. Mm. So everybody doesn't have a a mural or doesn't have, you know, all of these different accesses to different things. And so we want to make sure that everybody gets heard. And so um, the platform itself on our website, if you go to invisible um, the letter T M E N men.com. If you go to the website, there's a tab called our stories, our lives. Right. And so that tells the, the different stories of these trans masculine individuals and how they navigate through the world and gives you to get to know other, you know, because I could tell my story all day long. But that's that story is going to be unique to me. But we wanted to make sure we uplifted the stories of so many others.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Help so other people is, to relate. The more stories you get out there, the more people are going to have to relate.
2: Absolutely. And so this one has um, there's 28 stories from 28 different transmasculine folks. And I say transmasculine because not everybody identifies as a man, but they do identify on the masculine spectrum. And so um, I wanted to make sure that we uplift all of those different stories and all of those different folks. And as you can see, uh, the website is very diverse. We have so many different kinds of transmasculine folks there um, that have told their story and they tell their story. We we are not the storytellers. We don't edit it. We don't change anything about their story. So however they write it, you're reading their words wow
1: okay i love that that one of the things that um we always want to do is you know we want to kind of showcase street artists uh from all over the world tell them their story man i think that that's something similar that you guys are doing telling the the stories of uh uh uh, of these individuals as well man and dude this is so cool man and i I gotta tell you something there's so much in the news about especially with some of the uh the figure, I don't want to say figurehead, some of the more covered, like, for example, Kate, let's just talk about Caitlyn Jenner, you know, for example, um, she, uh, I can tell Ernie right now, like she's not the best representative or quote unquote activist of your community, man. And um, yeah, it's, it, let me have your thoughts on that
2: a little bit, man. Um, I'll say that Caitlyn Jenner is interesting and I'll leave it. There.
0: <laughs> You're very kind. it's very kind
1: (laughs) you know what i mean i I think i think at least one of the things that i've learned at least just through my journey of trying to make sense of it all is that Mm -hmm. hey not everybody is on the same spectrum of vocal opinion too in terms of like uh you you know how much they want to express themselves on on this uh, issue if you are a transgender person as well too so I mean, you know, a lot of times we have the media kind of portraying, "Hey, this group is doing this, and they want to change this." <clears throat> you, right. you know what I mean? And it's just like, "Hey, you know, it, it's a deep conversation." You, you know, it's not so much like, "Hey, we want to go inside. Uh, we want to use the restrooms." You, you know, what I mean, and that's the headline
2: right. usually it gets, right?
1: <clears throat> you, right. You know and I mean?
2: see, even now, I'm a Jeff in there on the restroom Yeah. Situation. Yeah. So you know, like. They have all these politicians that are out there and they want these restroom bills and, and they don't want trans women in the restroom with their ladies and all of these things but then you have guys like me that look like me and you want us to use the restrooms that are assigned at birth you want me in your women's restroom i really don't think so i really don't think so. they, they they're sleeping on us
0: yeah <laughs> no I, 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 love you know I just i just want to interject right quick Um, It seems to me that, uh, you know, looking at all the information and and over time, how, you know, more and more uh, people, you know, seem to, uh, as time goes by, different types of people become more plentiful. Um, And so, you know, transgender, whatever, I think they're going to become more plentiful um, just because, uh, you know, it's, it's acknowledged now and it helps to bring those people who actually are you know, into, you know, living that way. And, and, you know, breeding with others and and creating more. So, um, you know, I I think this is really important that we get this, you know, right, because this is, you know, gonna, um, end up worse than racism if, uh, it goes the wrong way.
2: Right. but see, I want to, I want to first point out, like, trans folks have always, 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 always been here. Right. And so the only reason that you're starting to see more trans folks is because now we're not hiding anymore. We're not standing in the shadows. We're not going to, you know, kick it in the back room anymore. Like literally we're, we're engineers, we're doctors, we're artists. Right. And um, we're just not going to hide anymore. And that's, that's why you're seeing more and more trans folks because it is becoming uh, more and more mainstream and folks are being able to stand in their truth and be solid about it and say, Hey, look, this is who I am. And this it is what it is. All I'm asking for is respect. I don't want anybody to accept the life choices that I've made for myself because like, however you feel about that is your business, right? Because it's my life. I'm not asking you to accept it. I just want respect as a person, as a human.
0: Yeah. My point is it's, it just brings out the importance of uh, invisible men, you know, Right. Uh, things like that help to, uh, to accomplish this, you know? Absolutely. Um, And uh, it's, Awesome, man. I just, so much respect for bringing that together. How long, how long has it, uh, has it been together now?
2: So Invisible Man has been, um, we will be three years in March of next year. Amazing, man. The, the, those first years are
1: kind of like, I feel like when you start to build any organization, any businesses, like the passion and the fuel is there, but it never, it, it, you know, you never want to be an overnight success because if you're an overnight success, you're going to be over as fast as you, right <laughs> he started you, you know what i mean right and i'll tell you right now man it's so you know you know you're bringing like like you said people are sleeping on you <laughs> your, your your segment man you know and uh, you know one, one, right. one of the things i want to do man is we have this segment called check your feed basically where we bring up your uh instagram feed and then, Again, I want to, I'm not going to let you talk, get away with that about talking about getting married, man. Y- y-
2: you know Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. No we're going to do... Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed.
0: Oh, don't cut off the bell. You cut off the bell at the end, dude.
1: Oh, uh, no, you laughed. <laughs> it, it, it cut, I, I heard the bell, man. So, so tell, us about, tell us about your uh, Your. Your marriage, man. You know. Sure. The, the, <laughs> Wonderful picture, man. Amazing. And yeah. around the same time as the, uh, the mural was painted, basically, right?
2: Well, see, it was painted the month prior. And um, because of, you know, I, I have a relationship with the city. I'm on the Trans Advisory Council for LA City. Oh. And so um, awesome. before before it was gone, um, I talked to my wife. And I was like, uh, so, babe, look, check it out. They're getting ready to remove it. And I want to I get married on it. And I think it took her like 2.5 seconds to be like, okay, I'm here for it. And I was like, yes, because literally we had, we had scheduled our wedding um, about a year out from now. Like we still would be in, in our planning phase, but I was like, yo, I think that this is a moment right now. And because, you know, we both identify somewhere in that, in that of the of the mural. And it means a lot to us. Um, she was like, yeah, I'm here for it. And so, we got married on the mural literally we, we planned it in 14 days
1: dude amazing
0: wow. man <laughs> dude you look sharp there in that photo man looking thank sharp
2: you. thank you appreciate your it your
0: wife too man wow beautiful yeah.
1: kids are happy man kids are happy man bring that, that brings that brings happiness to me man definitely and now it's so, okay so i want to kind of go back a little bit farther because i mean yeah this isn't your first time painting outside though that's for sure man because i am seen I'm seeing some, uh, I, I, I'm going to bring this picture up and I'm just like, huh, this, this, is, uh, this is quite interesting. You've been traveling a little bit too um, yeah. on your, on your <laughs> adventures too, right? <laughs> basically yeah. This is the Soweto Towers, basically. If, you, if, you're just yeah, listening to, yeah, if you're just listening to the podcast, man, I mean, I'm seeing like two Simpsons, uh, uh, you know, kind of like chimneys going stacks. up. Sta- chimney stacks, stacks going up, you know what I mean? Tell us a little bit about the South Africa trip, man.
2: So the South Africa trip um, was actually uh, some work that I was doing with another organization called the Brown Boy Project, where we were out there working with some LGBTQ advocates out there and really um, just, you know, figuring out like how we can collab on different projects and whatnot for um, our respective communities. And so it was a three-week trip and um, it was amazing. So we, we got to see so much. Of South Africa, we went to Soweto, we went to Durban, we went to Johannesburg, and so um, it was an amazing trip. It, it was one of the the most um, spiritual trips I've ever been on.
1: Oh, okay. Now let me ask you: um, Do you know what part uh, of Africa your family is originally from, like uh, your ancestors? I don't. Okay, awesome,
2: don't. awesome. No, I'm just but, curious because, but just like it, it's it's weird, right? Because just like here, where um, we can look at a demographic and be like, oh, they're from such and such. And they're from such and such. Literally, they can tell the tribes that way. And so they told me I look Zulu. So, oh, really? That's
1: cool, yeah. man. No, I was yeah. always curious about
2: that. It sounds
1: yeah. awesome. Zulu. Like you said, it's yeah. like... <laughs> Zulu <something>. warrior.
2: <laughs> it's funny because for my wedding, that's an actual Zulu warrior crap.
1: Oh, the, uh, the one I saw the... Uh, mm-hmm. It has some hairs on it, or I'm sorry, yeah, the, so it's right. Let me, pull, let me pull it back up. Because I was noticing, I was like, what man, means, looking
0: sharp as that Zulu this, King, this, man. Uh,
1: this, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty fly right here. Along, uh, so yeah, oh, it's oh,
2: sorry, the here. Zulu King that. warrior uh headdress.
1: Right there, man, check that out, man. Yes. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So, um. So uh, let's kind of go back into we, – we we've kind of skipped back a little bit about – we talked about high school and prom. For me, I mean, it, uh, it, you know, prom was one of those things that I stopped by for, like, five minutes, and then, uh, you, you, know, <laughs> you know, we we left, basically. I was a slacker in high school. Like, we never went to anything. But um, <clears throat> for you, man, I mean, that must have been, a, like, a life-changing moment for uh, uh, you, especially after the fact that you were beaten by a lead pipe because of, because of that yeah. whole thing, man. So, I mean <clears> – <throat> um, I'm guessing you're around, like, uh, you're still a teenager at this time, basically, right? Yeah.
2: So I'm I'm hitting, I'm just barely hitting 20 at this time. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that it, it kind of didn't matter um, what was kind of thrown at me with regard to my transition. It still made me want to move forward because I knew who I was, right? And for me, it was either transition or die. And it was just, it was just that, um, that intense for me. So I had been through a lot more than just that, that pipe. I guess that was probably like the precursor to a lot of this stuff that I dealt with because, you know, I transitioned medically in Compton. And so, um, the, the homeboys in the hood, wasn't, wasn't too keen on that. So for about two years, um, the first two years of my transition, I was beaten up almost daily. Wow. So, you know, you, you learn how to, You learn how to. Uh,
1: well, we. I mean, Compton's already maybe. a tough neighborhood. Growing up, we've had uh, some like people in the hip hop industry come up, just talking about, you know, you're you're just trying to go home from school riding your bike a lot of times, right? <laughs> you you right. know what I mean? And then some fool like drop kick you off your bike. You, you, you know, <laughs> like <Right>. risky. Uh, <laughs> risky
0: forever was telling us about some stories in yeah. Englewood.
1: And uh, right. I, I'm telling you, man, like I I totally see it. Like you know, as a kid, it's tough growing up but dealing with the kind of like a whole. Um, Transition, transition issue, man. That must have been on a different level, man. So now let me ask you, were you always doing art during this period of time? Because it seems like you had so much other stuff going on. I mean, was this kind of like, um, you know, how did you get into that basically? Because you're moving around so much.
2: Yeah, I see like art, because like I started off as like a poet. I started off like Mm. writing poetry and that was how I got a lot of the- That's art. Yeah, that's how I got a lot of the stuff in my head out, right? And then um, I started moving into like computer design. And so I was like, okay, well, I can, I can, because I was, I'm a computer nut. Let's start there, right? I'm a computer nice. like Wiz. And I've got, like, if you look at my setup right now, there's literally three laptops I'm looking at.
1: Um. <laughs> are, you, are you a gamer? Nice. Are you a gamer by any chance? Unfortunately, not.
2: <laughs> Good. I'm not, I'm not
1: either. I'm not. I just want to, the right. audience would like to know, like, what kind of computer nut you are. I, I literally have like three laptops. As I work into, because, you know, my brain mm-hmm. like works in different baskets and uh, I do music, right. too, you know, what I mean, but anyways, please go on. So right. computers and then uh, how did you transition from that into actually picking up the brush? It seems.
2: Well, see, it's it. To be honest, this this mural is the first first one that like has been on a large scale. Normally, a lot of the art that I do is computer graphics. So I do um, a lot of graphic design. Um, and so this is the biggest that I've ever seen it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's on the ground like I can go touch it. And normally a lot of my art is through the screen, so I'm not able to like really like put my fingers on it. But this is one that that, um, not only meant a lot to me and my community and and anyone that's gonna see it later, you know, like generations later, but it was the first one that I actually got to literally put my hands on.
0: How did it come about? How did, uh, were you approached or did you approach somebody? How did that, uh, the street mural come about?
2: So what happened was, Black, which stands for Black LGBTQ Activists for Change, um, we had, I was part of their, um, well, still am, part of their board. And we had organized the march that was to follow the day after the original was laid on the ground. And so um, Rick from Trailer Park group across the street from where the original mural is, um, Rick came to the city and said, hey, look, um, we would like to, put Black Lives Matter on the, on the the street before you you march. And they were like, okay, well, we need to talk to Black. They're organizing this, so they came to me because um, I was the connect between Black and the city. They came to me and they said, hey, look, we got um, an organization that wants to do this. Like, we need to talk to you all before about it first. And so um, I got on a conference call with Black, along with Gerald, who is um, the head of Black, and the city, and Rick and we got all together and they were like here this is what we want to do and I said well look if we're going to if we're going to march to it and we're going to really want to put this message here then we need to be inclusive about it and i want to change what it looks like and they were like hey okay you want to change what it looks like no problem And i was like okay so nice. you know i brought them a mock up and was like you know and computer design this is what i do right so hey. now i'm looking and i really wanted to include all of different demographics that fall inside of the black community right so you have your trans folks your lgbt folks your non-binary folks but all those folks are still black first because that's what that's what people see first is we're black and so um i wanted to make sure it encompassed all of that and then with the second iteration i also wanted to pay homage to all of our ancestors
1: amazing man. man like i said it's it's always so much it's so nice to uh you know, like I said, we'll talk to anybody on this podcast. And, you know, there are people that, you know, it's, they feel I like... I got a question for you on. right <laughs> quick.
0: What, uh, sorry, James. No, worries, um, no So worries. from, I just like time factor of how long uh, it took from um, when you came up with the, the design for the street and it being painted, about how long of time was that?
2: 48 hours. <clears throat> Ooh. What? For the, for, the, for, the, for the first iteration, it was 48 hours. Wow. And so hey. the second iteration was two and a half months. Ah, okay. okay. They gave you a
1: yeah, little bit of more time. Go, everybody's got <laughs> yeah. okay. You know what I mean?
0: It's got to right, go down right. the line. Yeah. Is that okay? Right. Okay. Is he okay with it? Is they okay with it?
2: Are they right. okay with it? <laughs> right? right? So, yeah. yeah. For the first iteration, it was, yeah. So for this oh, iteration, it was 48 hours. Right. Wow. What a, what
1: a picture. Okay. So you mentioned earlier something that I, uh, again, I'm always very curious. and. <clears throat> You you mentioned something about the trans colors actually. I've never heard of that before. Um, is that you saying that that's blue and white basically, or um, blue pink and white? And those those are the colors of all. Oh okay okay I see. I'm a little bit colorblind man, so sometimes I see pink as white, bro. <laughs> so like yeah no the the pink the pink on the newest it's pink, iteration I see it yeah yeah it, is a little little bright. Yeah no but it's cool man. You know, you know yeah. I, I love that because it's you know we haven't talked about. Um, what kind of led to all this i guess you know when george floyd <clears throat> uh you know w- was murdered by the police officer man i mean um y- you know to, f- for you for you man have you ever dealt with like any police officers because we that's one of the things we often talk about on the show like street artists going outside <clears throat> talking to police officers last week we talked yeah, to Brittany price one of our listeners
0: always wanted to hear the the you know the cops rolling up on them story you know or yeah man i was putting up this piece you know and all of a sudden there was the cops there and i fucking ran and they ran after me you know but i but, but last i, but that's I hit him.
1: i hit the cop he went
0: down and I, went, <laughs> and I ran and i and i escaped in That's
1: you know that'll be a story one time but last week i felt like was one of the first times i'd ever heard uh, this story of this kind. We had Brittany uh, Price, actually. She's doing her, uh, she, you know, black female street artist. She's doing her mm-hmm. um, uh, <clears throat> projector, laid up, everything nicely, right? You know, onto the wall. And then uh, clearly doing a mural. You wanted to wait mm-hmm. until sundown so it's not too hot, obviously, right? And then all right. of a sudden, 10 police cars. Still <laughs>
0: before curfew, mind Still you. Still before
1: curfew, you know, swarmed wow. them. And basically, uh, you know, and I was like, I said, we've had over 100 episodes of this show and we've talked to everybody. I've never heard of somebody painting a mural, you, you know, it's not like you're trying to like, you know, with some cans or something like that. It's like, she's just putting the sketch, you know? And I was like, that, right. you know, it's crazy to hear, uh, you know, that kind of shit happen. And, you, you know, at the end of the day, man, I gotta say, it's probably because she's black, man. You, you, you know, that, that those police officers were just like- And her boyfriend, her boyfriend. <laughs> and, and, her and her boyfriend was, her was also, black yeah, too. exactly. And that's right. what she was and saying, yeah.
2: And I'm, I'm sure that that may have had something to do with her experience. Um, on the other hand, I didn't, I didn't have that experience uh, because the city sanctioned it. So um, there was a, the, the first iteration, um, Rick over at Trailer Park had obtained a permit for the, for the, the painting itself. And That's so, the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So they donated the paint and volunteers to help us get it all on the ground. And so it literally happened um, from sun up to sundown. I think they started at 6 a.m. in the morning and they were finished by about four or five. And we had so many like people to come out and volunteer and help us paint it. Yeah. This is um, something official. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, you
1: know, actually, I take it back. Brittany actually. How they got away was because they showed them the papers basically mm-hmm. but I mean to have 10 police officers come and uh, you know like it's just a quite a frightening experience but uh, you, I think you're right Lucky this is the way you know when you have the connection with the city like you do you know, you get helpers coming out, you get news coverage, <laughs> coverage right? It's a little well, less it, it
2: was more. It was more like everybody wanted, everybody came together to get that done. So the, t- the mm. city had a hand in that. Um, our organization had a hand in that. And Rick from Trailer Park, we all had a hand in that. So everybody knew what was going on. And so, you know, once we went out there and we, we got it done, like, it was dope, you know. And maybe it is because of, you know, the, the connect. But at the same time, like, everybody was genuinely wanting to do this. Amazing, man.
1: Amazing. I think so. I mean, I want to take you back um, one second, man. I mean, um, when George, when the whole George Floyd passed uh, and that, you know, COVID was going on, um, everybody started coming outside to uh, protest and everything like kind of take us back to your, how your mind was like, did it spark something that, you know, I got to do something about this? What was going on
2: through your mind at the time? Well, when George Floyd happened, you know, um, it infuriated me let me start there right because there's somebody that is reflective of me and i'm raising a black son um and so you know my son just turned 18 not too long ago um and it was it was infuriating but what what kind of pressed me to this mural was the death of tony mcdade tony mcdade was a black trans man who was killed by police two days after george floyd and nobody gave him the time of day to even uplift his name. And Brianna Taylor's name was out there, Aubrey, um, his name out all of these other folks that had been killed relatively in the same time frame. Um, and Tony McDade was missed. And so I was like, I I'm tired of the LGBT LGBT people getting missed, right? And then right. on top of that, I had um, trans women friends and trans sisters that were out there protesting and still getting beat up in the middle of the black lives matter protest. black yeah. trans women getting <clears throat> beat up in the middle of a black lives matter protest. And so, um, that, that was more about all of those lives because yeah, black lives matter. And I'm about that a hundred percent, but all black lives need to matter to all black people to, to everyone as a matter of fact. Right. Because, um, just, just, um, can't be picking and choosing. Is- Right, and so there's a lot of cherry picking that happens with the black lives that are uplifted, those black lives that are honored, um, and I wanted to make sure that we honored Tony McDade and all of our other lost folks that have died due to due to um, police brutality.
1: No, you're right. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I you know, you just educated me again, man. <laughs> you know, like I, it's, the media for some reason uh, never you know got around to telling me about it, and. I try to cover it a little bit. I can't get covered. And listen too much, or else I get depressed. You know what I mean. But um, yeah, Tony McDade, May. Got to tune out at some point, man. <laughs> May twenty seventh, twenty twenty, Tallahassee Police Department. Y- you know, um, uh, Tallahassee.
0: Yeah, there's Florida for you.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Idiots. Well, it, like again, these Tallahassee's are Tallahassee's
0: not far from the Redneck Riviera, mind you. There's a lot of fucking rednecks in Tallahassee. You know, I guarantee you, as a fucking redneck sheriff, that did it.
1: That's like right at the beginning, of the 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 panhandle, basically, uh, uh, yeah. for for the people. No, that's that's <clears throat> that's very. You know, today I saw another thing in the news that uh, in the Philippines uh, Duterte um, he pardoned somebody who killed like a trans man, uh, an American uh, soldier who uh, killed a trans man in uh, the Philippines at pardoned a Pardoned him? <clears throat> yeah, let me pull that up real quick. Um, because oh,
0: uh fuck it, Duterte man that guy is a fucking idiot
1: yeah it's just to me it's just very interesting because it's like you know like like Lucky said man we gotta be um you know if we say Black Lives Matter we gotta say all Black Lives Matter man and it's like hey if we're gonna be upset about George Floyd man um you know we gotta be upset about these other ones because these are the same exact cases and these people get even right. <clears throat> less uh, of a platform less of a voice man so Here, here's the uh, here, here it is. Um, yeah, Philippines part president pardons U.S. Marines for killing transgender woman. Basically, I guess what happened was, uh, you know, the this person was uh, a, you know, they met at a bar, they went back, and then um, I guess uh, uh, you know, something happened, and then they left uh, left, and then he ended up killing her, um, and leaving her in the bathroom, you know, and then again, like Duterte is pardoning her today. I'm sure for some political political reasons you know what i mean but um uh the the person was called jennifer uh loud based jennifer loud case l-a-u-d-e you know it just happened um it's six hours ago on bbc i was just looking at that man i mean these cases
2: are pretty common in the transgender community right right unfortunately so um you know every year you know in november we have trans day remembrance where we We literally read off a list of names of all of those folks that have been killed due to transphobic. So, um, you know, and worldwide last year we had over 330 people that were killed because of transphobia, just because people didn't like them because they were trans. Okay, did um,
0: I? I'm sorry. Did I hear you say that uh, you're also raising the child?
2: Yes, 18. He's yeah. Yep, I did give birth because I feel like that's the next question.
0: okay yeah <laughs> i was trying to figure yeah. out the nicest way around to get into that
2: yeah um, i did give birth to him oh i actually God. have four kids i adopted the other three
0: amazing wow you adopted mm-hmm. dude that is awesome yeah. um i was i was you know if i was ever gonna have kids i was you know i was like you know what there's already too many kids here that have no parents um you know but uh when i met my wife she was actually gonna have her own anyway so i figured, well. Kind of like they're already here anyway. Um, right. I'd already decided that if I met a woman that already had children, I'm fine with helping to raise them. You know what I mean? I've never had the right. desire to have, man, I want to have my name, you know, keep going. You know what I mean? I got to establish my line, you know, for my name legacy. You know, I've got that a... shit, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, fuck that. I, I, I could care less. You know what I mean? Um,
1: I'm in the I'm in the I'm never fucking having kids department just just by the way I work in music man <laughs> you know what I mean and everybody tells me like this is too much a responsibility for how immature I am man so you know?
2: <laughs> but but hey, anyway. at least you're honest with yourself yeah though, yeah, right? yeah yeah man I mean like I said
1: man my parents did a great job and I know I could never do as well as them man and that's one of the main reasons why I actually don't have kids I feel like a lot of my friends who have kids they they want to do a better job than they they received a lot of times you know what i mean right. and you know everybody has different reasons of why they have kids man but <clears throat> I'm, just, I'm just very interested uh let's let's kind of go back we're, we're talking about this uh, duterte case and we um uh, now you said that 330 bl- uh just trans people were killed around the world just because they right. were trans man
2: right now- <clears throat> and so that's just around transphobia and we're talking about um, the U.S. saw, I think it was close to 27, 28 cases last year, um, and just around the world, in a lot of the Latin countries, um, Brazil, Chile, a lot of those is where we get the the most hate. Now, and that's, <clears throat> go
1: ahead. I'm a, I think I think a lot of, um, let's just call it like cisgendered people, I, especially mm-hmm. men. I think that's what <clears throat> the fear. A lot of times is uh it's like hey like i i didn't sign up for this or what What a lot of times or whatever i mean obviously it's not a, it's not right but i'm just saying like um i guess i, I i'm just saying like how what what is the like a better way for people to i guess be more tolerant of this whole situation i mean you, you know what i mean because i i know some fucking idiots like whoa he he did this you, you know what i mean he like right, right? so I, i'm just curious because I'm sorry if I'm not coming off super PC, man, but I'm just I want nah, to ask questions okay. that the audience would uh anyways, yeah.
2: Right. No, I think that um one, there's there's no really good solid reason for murdering someone of because course you didn't no. like <laughs> yeah. like how they hey, came across, right? There's there's no really good solid so I think that one, let's start there. Let's stop just murdering people because you don't yeah, like them. Of course. Um Two, I think if people just stop to understand trans folks as a whole, and then individually, whoever you're dealing with, like really sit down and talk to those folks, really sit down and and get to know trans people. Because I think if they saw the humanity in in trans people, because we're not some monolithic creatures that are just like moving in silence, right? So um, if they really stopped to get to know trans people and really understand who they are and what their life is and how they navigate, um, it would be a lot harder to hurt someone if you see their humanity at least that's how i feel
1: sure sure no no i i think i think that's a great and i'm sorry that was kind of like an off the wall question man but i just wanted to address <clears throat> address things that like, especially because we have you on the podcast man because mm-hmm. um you know personal experience man it's like again the be, even being a dj in hollywood uh sometimes like you know trans people come to my parties we ha- all have a good time man you know and it's like mm-hmm. but you're right i think at the end of the day it's really about every single person individually is different man everybody has their own story and it's like, hey, we can't just <clears throat> group people into <laughs> one market segment and try to sell right. them something. That, that, I mean, that's what corporations do, man. They say, hey, you guys are all the same, so we're gonna try to kind of do a one-size-fits-all for you guys <clears throat> a lot of times. And I, I think that's great you advice. You know what,
0: I, I th- it really comes down to tolerance. You know, yeah. it really comes down to tolerance. And I think that um, lately, because of, uh, of the behavior of the leadership, in this country. Yep. It's uh is shown a lot less tolerance and he's and a lot more name calling and a lot more bullying. So right. it's and it's really no surprise.
2: He signals all of those folks that are on his page. And so like once that signal is given, like it's like all all war, you know, <laughs> it's just like goodness. We just trans people are no different than other people, right? We we live and breathe and bleed and die and and have aspirations and everything else, right? So why would it be any different, right? So I'm just like, like for me, I'm a trans guy and I've given birth to kids. Yeah, my my journey looks much different than maybe one of you's, right? But at the same time, I have aspirations, I have goals. Like I fly helicopters just because (laughs) they told me I couldn't fly helicopters, right? What? Yeah. Wait
0: a second, hold on a little
2: sidebar story here uh <laughs> when
0: did uh when did you learn it's
2: how on to fly my it's on my instagram we were all of my it's on oh my yeah, instagram. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. a we, whole video there
0: yeah you just tucked I it in one little life. corner huh
2: yeah <laughs> when, when, did, when did you learn how
0: to fly a helicopter
2: and where um so so last year i started um i started training for um i started learning for my my helicopter pilot's license so i just one day i was like yo i really really want a helicopter, but I was like, maybe I should learn to fly them before I buy one. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you you learn to to fly, you know, to drive a car before you buy one. And everybody was like, God, ah, you know, you're you're not like it is what it is. You're not gonna fly helicopters. Okay. Sure. So I found a um a flight school out in Torrance. And you know, every every time I can get a little little change uh pulled up, then I go and get me more hours and then I have about twelve more hours um, until I get my license you're supposed to have something like uh, 36 or 48 and so but each hour is like 100 bucks so you know I gotta wait till I get a little change and then as soon as I get my pilot's license I'm going to get me a helicopter <laughs> hey man we
1: should sort of go fund me for you or something too man I mean I mean to be honest I'm like- here for it I'm totally
2: here for it <laughs> you seem like you know I'm, I'm a computer nut so at one point I was telling my wife I was like hey I'm just gonna you are going to print all of the parts, put one together. I like, got 3D printers, like, why not? This dude made a, a Lamborghini with 3D printers, so I, I, saw I can that. make a helicopter with a 3D, 3D yeah, printer.
1: Hell yeah, hell
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that.
1: You know yeah. what, I lo- what I love, man? I can except tell- for the glass part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. except hard, for the man. glass part. We'll hook you up with some uh, <laughs> acrylic for that, man. We'll I'm you, here for it. Here. <laughs> you know what I love, man? You definitely see- just seem like one of those people that's like, all right, you're going to tell me I can't? exactly watch me (laughs) fly you know know what i mean and i think that's uh one of the things that we need to take away from this story man i Mm -hmm. I think it's just like the perseverance of you know being yourself man finding your own voice man especially for me as an artist man as a musician this is one of the things i'm struggling with all the time Mm -hmm. um like how do i want to like represent myself and uh, communicate to the outer world exactly how i feel man and i think for you it's just like I actually, I feel like you maybe have that skill locked down better than me, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so like, amazing, man. Honestly, it's just so awesome to talk to you, man. Um, teach, we're Thank coming you. up on an hour, man. So is there anything, like, uh, you, you know, you want to talk to Lucky about? Um, uh, dude,
0: I could I could continue. I could talk for hours. I got all kinds of questions. What, what, but I just noticed that my uh, computer, I, I thought I plugged in the, the charger as well, my new uh, stuff I got here. But – it's down to like 10%. It's about to cash out my uh, <laughs> iPad. And, and the charger's not recharging it. So I'm about you to- You wish you had Lucky there anyway. to help you
1: right now, right? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I fixed those things. IT, I IT. it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could use some IT <laughs> help here. But, I'm here for it.
1: But you know what, Lucky? Normally, we're actually, we're going to start doing it back in the, um, the studio soon. In person. Um, in person, you know what I mean? And uh, we've been kind of like, uh, coming up to this one, we were supposed to have a St. Patrick's Day party, and uh, obviously, <clears throat> you, you know, whole COVID happened, and then uh, right. <laughs> we we got canceled, right? So, I mean, we're kind of gonna have like a a, a big get together of all the people who've been on the podcast, man, and also just start having um, episodes back in the studio again. So, we'd love okay. to invite you on and bring over uh, any artists that you would want to have a platform on LA Street Art Gallery, man, and because we want everybody. Bring your wife
2: exactly yeah. i'm be, here for it Bring hell you yeah man and um, i'm definitely here for it yeah
1: you know like i said you're vip at our parties definitely because i know a lot of people uh definitely want to talk to you about you, you know uh, <laughs> la council and everything like that too man right. so so again man just uh thank you so much man for coming on and um I, if somebody wants to reach it's out truly an
0: you, honor to have you on man. <laughs>
1: Well yes. thank you for having me. I appreciate tons you of all. respect for you, man. But again, you gotta you gotta thank come you. back in the studio and hang out with us in person because this is just I'm like, here for it. You know, I mean, this is like a runner-up prom king. You, you, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm all definitely right. here for it.
1: Hell yeah, man! So if people want to come reach out to you, man,
2: like how can they find you? They can find me at Lucky Alexander on my Instagram, and it's L U C K I E Alexander, um, and then uh, Invisible Men. So yeah, it's org- invisible. yeah so it's invisible trans men on um instagram as well and then um our uh website our website is invisible the letter t and the word men me com.
1: awesome awesome and you can go check out all those uh unique perspectives there that we were talking about earlier on the show man and again let's stay in touch because i i think uh you know you're a great resource and uh thank you for putting up with uh you know, our mouth uh, jumbled today when we were trying to. <laughs> our ignorance. No yeah, our ignorance. No you know, know what I mean? And uh, hey, thank you for teaching you know us. What
2: I, and I appreciate y'all for acting with respect. And so hell much, yeah. that's the dope part. I really appreciate
0: y'all.
1: Awesome. Right, awesome. Thank you so much, man. And uh, again, uh, you're welcome back anytime you just let us know and we're going to promote the shit out of uh, you for this episode, man. So I'm uh, here for it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> to the audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. Thank you, Lucky.
2: You're welcome.